With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's go. Hour number two on the horn on this Thursday. It's Chad and Zay getting ready for the Sweet 16 tonight. We're going to start talking about those matchups. And we were just talking about the weird mess last night with the Mavericks. Uh, Somebody texted us that, in their opinion, they said, wait, if it's the Warriors' ball, all the officials should be at that side of the court. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh, wait a second. Zay just laid out a perfect point on this. Zay's been an official. Greatest Central Texas official. It's not even close. Self-titled. Get y'all's weight up. Many, many years. Uh, but Zay brings up the great point. Remember, the Mavericks were on the other end. Like, pretty much well, three of the five Mavericks were at the other end of the floor. An official has to be accounting for all players on the floor. So if you back your players way off like that, they have to account for it. You couldn't have all the three officials in the front court, in this case, with the Warriors, if Mavericks are in the back court. Yeah, there's two they have on to be the watching. Ball side. Yeah. There's two on the ball side, and but, then there's one that you don't see because he's at the end yeah. of the map. You would see him if the Mavericks were all up in the front court. Yeah. Then he, then he'd be fo- he's got to bring that up. He's got to follow them all the way up the floor and the Mavs are just hanging back. So Yeah, you can't let players get behind you. That's a no-no. That can't happen. You have to see the full court because you never know when the player does something dirty and you might miss it. Now, there's a thousand cameras, so Nobody's going to miss it technically, but in the moment, you can't miss those things. Yeah, and so, and the same uh, the same fan is saying yes, but at half court to watch, he was down there. Maybe they were at half court. Says he was down there under the basket, thinking it was the Mavs ball too. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's How the was case. He, yeah, why yeah, would that, he? He's just down there. He's not thinking it's a Mavs ball too. He just yeah. ain't telling the Mavs y'all need to go up there. That's not his job. They're grown ass yeah. men. They're NBA players. They should know. Yeah, and you got to know that rule. Where the ball goes out of bounds, whether it's their ball or your ball, it will be inbounded at the same spot. It's the same place. We do, we You can't move the ball at that point. Zay laid that out earlier. It has to go to the same spot. And the Mavs had to walk all the way to their bench. How do they know? How do they not know that they have to walk all the way back? Somebody does. Again, not one Dallas Maverick went all the way back to the spot where they would have been inbounding it. Because, Zay, that's when the argument could have happened. Hey, by the way, you player X, let's say it's Luka. Luka, you're inbounding. Luka goes down to thinking he gets the ball thinking he would have the ball. And then as soon as he sees a warrior there, it's like, wait, no, it's our ball. And, yeah. then, and then the official could go, no, 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 it's their ball. It was your timeout. And if they needed to discuss it more, they could have. And the ball would have never been inbounded until it needed to be. But there was no Maverick present. They were just standing at half court staring at everybody. Yeah, it makes no sense. And like you said, you cannot treat these like 12-year-olds at this point. Yeah, you, This is the NBA, man. You're in game, what, 60-something, maybe almost 70? <laughs> You need to know the ball doesn't advance unless if it's two minutes in the fourth quarter. 
So if it's your ball and we're all down here, why? It's the third. Yeah. Ball's down there. Why in advance? It's not the fourth. Oh, yeah, it's not our ball either. Right, it's not. And the other thing to look at, I can't remember which Maverick it was, that exchange between the official and that warrior that we talked about earlier where it got quickly clarified and then they both you know, spread up. There was a Maverick staring right at him. I can't remember who it was. There's it was a, Moses Moody. Was it? He's staring right at them. He saw the signal go Golden State. He saw the little conversation and did not communicate it to anyone, and nobody knew. It's all That is all on the Mavs of what they missed. I, I still have not heard a detail of that that would tell me there's anything weird going on, that the Warriors did anything wrong, or that the officials or did Kevon anything Looney. I think it was Kevon Looney. Looney, Number okay. Five, yeah. Just staring right at him. I don't get <laughs> I don't get it, man. And then, you know, Kid and, and Cuban, they're talking about all the other stuff except what they should be, which is trying to make the playoffs. So we've talked about that today. We hope you are having a good Thursday. And, oh, it's going to get good tonight. If you have your bracket in front of you, by the way, if you haven't uh, looked lately, go to hornfm.com for the updated brackets. You can follow along with the bracket contest powered by Allstat and, of course, AV Consultations, the TV that will go to the winner. I'm not getting any of it. I can't get the TV anyway, but I can't get the bragging rights either. 188th place is where I am. But Zay is not far back. 48 points is the lead right now, and Zay is at 43, I think. Is that what you told me the other day? 43 points? told me I was at 38. 38. Okay, so you're 10 points behind. Uh, Or you're in 38 points? 38th place. 38th place. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you're only like five five points back or three points back. All right. So you're still in it. Mike Harge, I think, still has a pretty good bracket and is in it. So go and check that out at hornfm.com. But tonight it is the bottom of the bracket where both of those number one seeds got kicked out. Kansas out, Purdue out. So the bottom half of the bracket is what we'll deal with tonight. We've got an eight in Arkansas, a nine in FAU. We got two fours, UConn and Tennessee. We got K State and Gonzaga, two three seeds. We got UCLA as a two, and we've got Michigan State as a seven. Zay, it's all going to start with Michigan State, K State. Oh mercy! Can they wear boxing gloves? Are they allowed to do that? In basketball? I don't think so, but if they should, they would do it for this game. Always physical when it comes to Michigan State. You've been talking about it since the beginning of the tournament. Because of the way they are calling slash not calling things in this tournament, this feeds right into Tom Izzo. Feeds right into what he wants to do. Do you think K-State can match the physicality and beat them tonight, or do you have the Spartans? I think they can. I think one thing that Jerome Tang did really well when they were picked ninth to win, or picked last to win, 10th, excuse me, in the Big 12, and they only had two returning players come back to Manhattan, and you had Jerome Tang had no idea what he would get. He went to New York, and he got a couple of the guys. I mean, Marquise Noel, he stayed. He was one of the two guys that stayed, but he's a New York guy, and so is Nequeen Tomlin, who is one of the most underrated players in the tournament left. Like, we saw him in the Big 12. Uh, He was pretty good against Texas both games they played, but throughout the Big 12, he had a solid year. And at 6'9", 6'10", you know, a lot of NBA players, NBA scouts, I mean, they're looking at him. And he's a New York guy that just started playing basketball, organized basketball, four years ago. So going back home and having a whole bunch of New Yorkers on your team, I think that's a certain pride that they're going to take playing at the Garden tonight. Where for Tom Izzo, man, T- Tyson Walker, he was amazing in that game against Mar- uh, Marquette. He was so good. And, 
like you said, Chad, they just play with a certain physicality that Tom Izzo is known to play. I mean, A.J. Hogard, he's big, physical, route 6'6", six, six, bang down low, but can also bring the ball up as a point guard. They got shooters all around, and Joey Hauser, he can light it up. So they got some pretty good guys that could do a lot of things with the ball in their hands, putting on the dribble, hitting shots from the outside, etc. Just with Michigan State, the inconsistency that we've seen throughout the year is been hard to trust them but we know Tom Izzo during this time of the year he just always gets the best out of his guys mm-hmm. and we heard coach Benelli if you're preaching the right things throughout the season it will all benefit you if you make it to March Madness because you know you got a coach from game to game that's going to have you prepared as good as anybody we've seen you might have that one lone national championship with Mateen Cleaves and Jason Richardson Morris Peterson in 2000 no but he's been able to get guys with not necessarily five-star, four-star talent every year like you see with these Blue Bloods. So I'm expecting a tough physical matchup, but, man, Marquise Noel, what he did against Kentucky, like you got John Calipari calling you little man and stuff. That's how hurt he was for that 27-9 and that he gave him. And when they play bad, it's because Marquise Noel has bad turnover games or they just, mm-hmm. you know, he has too much responsibility and sometimes he's still he's only 5'7". Sometimes that could be a little much for him. And he needs Keontae Johnson to hoop. He needs Tomlin to step up. He needs Desi Sills to be that, you know, borderline sixth man of the year in the Big 12 that he was at one point in the year before Serge Jabari Rice just completely took over that thing. They need all those guys for Jerome Tang. And if yeah. they could get that, then I like Kansas State tonight. But if they just – if they're going to look to stop Marquise Noel. Tom Izzo, he's like, we got to stop this guy. We can't allow him to throw those no-look lobs and behind-the-back passes and get all fancy and stuff. Like, he's going to want to yeah. do that because he's going to have his home crowd. You know, he's from Harlem, New York. He's going to have everybody from his family, cousins, people he hasn't even talked to in 20 years. Yeah, that's good point. For tickets. So they're, they're going to have a little bit of a home court advantage. But, man, Jerome Tang versus Tom Izzo. I like Tom Izzo, but I do like the talent for Kansas State. I'm going to take the Wildcats tonight. All right, like Kansas State to advance. I think that's what I picked in that busted bracket thing on hornfm.com. Go check that out. Remember, you can pick the bracket from now to the end just for a little bragging rights if you uh, if you already entered the contest yeah, and your bracket looks yo, as bad as mine does. Tyson Walker is from New York, too. Michigan State is that right? Guard. Okay. So they got a home court advantage, too. So what I just said, yeah, both teams have an advantage. So tonight, it's Madison Square Garden and Vegas are the two locations for these games. Uh, and it will be interesting to see about Noel against that physicality. I think Michigan State's going to try to beat him up. Just yeah. absolutely get physical with him. That's game one on TBS. Everything is TBS or CBS tonight. 5.30 TBS is Michigan State Kansas State. The next game to tip will be the Arkansas-UConn game. That should be another great matchup. That's a 6-15 on CBS, so then things will start to stagger. Arkansas-UConn, the second game to tip, then FAU-Tennessee on TBS, and then Gonzaga-UCLA back on CBS. If you're a Longhorn fan, maybe watch how the time plays out tonight when that Gonzaga game tips off. That could be comparative to where Texas and Xavier tip. Obviously, the games will determine that. But the late tip tonight makes a little more sense in Vegas than the one does in Kansas City tomorrow. But the Longhorns will be in that slot, obviously. So big games coming tonight on the bottom half of your bracket. Did you hear the stat they threw out about Izzo on the short rest versus the long rest? No. Tom Izzo, the the weird thing about it is if you're going to get him 
it's probably here where Tang and K-State are trying to get him. When he's got the two days rest, the short version, he's like 24-7 and seven now yeah, in the he, tournament. Yeah. That's what the true badass coaches can do. You've talked about that. It's the short one. It's the two-day prep. That's where he's is extra, extra good. So we'll see what Kansas State can do with the long rest tonight. And obviously, Rick Barnes and his Tennessee group are in it tonight. He's gotten a big – he's had a big opportunity here – to just cruise through this thing. He and Mark Few both. Gonzaga, a three seed, not really getting a lot of crazy national attention. And Barnes was already not getting the national attention because they had slipped down to a four. But then he loses his best player, and people just kind of write it off. I know I did. I picked that upset. I picked Louisiana just because I figured, ah, it's going to be a huge thing. It's almost like they've gotten to just kind of lay in the weeds, hang out under the radar, and then they – control Duke by the end of that game and here they are yeah and us down here Chad we've seen Rick Barnes at his absolute best and this might be his absolute best this season 2023 losing Zakai Ziegler to an ACL and I wouldn't go so far as saying he's their best player but at one point in the season he was their most important Okay, all right. With his defense and what we saw when the horns went down there. to Definitely their MVP. Yeah, definitely their MVP guy. But what makes this Tennessee team scary with how the game's being officiated, now they're just playing bigger. They're just being more physical. So they got Kamwa and, you know, Plavich and Jordan James, all those guys, Julian Phillips, all those guys are 6'8 and up, 6'6", 6'8 and up. So... Mm -hmm. They're so physical, and they'll get in your face. And if Kamwa's going to do what he did against Duke, 27 points, hitting threes, shooting fadeaways, just giving them all types of work, they're going to be a tough out. And Santiago Vescovi, he's proven me wrong a little bit because I thought a lot of these more athletic wings, especially him now taking over point guard responsibilities, I thought that would hurt him and being the shooter that he is. It doesn't. Because he might have, he has like a Steph Curry type of stamina. He does not stop moving. He does not get tired. And he's so tough to guard because he's always running. He's always moving. And Coach Barnes does a good job of putting it in Jordan James' hands. He can bring it up the court. So you can still allow Viscovi to come off screen and do what he does best, and that's shoot the ball. And he hit so many big threes against Duke. It seemed like every time Mm -hmm. Duke was coming back, Vescovi hit a top of the key three. Yep. I thought Duke was going to chase him down. I, I did. thought they had him. Yeah. They had him. They took the lead at one point. Yeah, Filipowski was doing this thing, Whitehead, and then all of a sudden they just started dominating down low. So FAU, they got their work cut out for them tonight. I know FAU's had a really good season. They're still a mid-major at the end of the day. I really like Davis. He had 30-something the other night uh, against that FDU team, and he could really go. But, man, this Rick Barnes crew, if they're going to keep on playing the way they are and the refs are going to keep calling the way they do, I don't see them losing tonight. Well, here's the other thing. If you remember Rick Barnes' time at Texas and throughout his career, Rick Barnes is a definite big-time big example of when the seeds are in his favor, he wins. When they're not, he does not. He's a four-seed in this tournament facing a nine-seed, and then if he wins, he could face a seven-seed. But throughout his history, when he's that front-running team, when he is seated higher, his teams do really, really well. It's the other way around where he doesn't. He was specifically bad when his team is the higher seed. So because a one seed got knocked out, Rick Barnes might actually get to be the higher seed in both of these games. You're right. And if he survives. And they were, they were bad 
toward the end of the season. They were not a good basketball team. Yep. They did not look good. He was trying to figure out, you know, where is his playmaking going to come from? And I think he's got it figured out. And they look good. They're going to be a tough out. Yes, they are. That is game number three uh, of the night tonight. Again, all on TBS and CBS. Should be a lot of fun. Longhorns and Xavier get to watch it all tonight and watch three games get going tomorrow before they will tip tomorrow night. 8.45, 9 o'clock, right around there. And you'll hear it right here on the horn all right coming up next your flex segment got a couple of football schedules coming out already plus some big visits this weekend longhorn fans you're gonna be interested with one of them oh can you get the local guy to pick you instead of picking with the family we'll talk about it on the horn Chad and Zay. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. Ah, yes, indeed. Hope you're having a good Thursday. Paul Simon, ladies and gentlemen. And call me Al. You into this one, Zay? Yeah. I think this is a song that. Like, for me, every time I hear it, makes me smile, makes me happy. But I do know one person that cannot stand it. For some reason, my wife hates this song. I get it. Just can't stand it. Hated the video with Chevy Chase. Like, hated all of it. Hates every level of that song. Not a fan. I love it. She does not like it. Yeah, I can see why people hate it. Decent. uh, Yeah, it's a good album, too, if you haven't heard the Graceland album from uh, Paul Simon. Good stuff. Paul Simon, Don Henley, Foreigner as well today. A lot of great concerts out there. In fact, this is the week that the Chris Stapleton concert goes on sale. If you have not heard that one, we mentioned it yesterday. Um, We talked about the Chris Stapleton show the uh, oh wow second show has been added tickets going on sale it was initially uh friday i think it's a friday october 20th they have added another show second show on the 21st and uh the horn has your tickets register on the contest page at hornfm.com to win a pair of tickets to the show tickets do go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m through Ticketmaster. Um, so we've talked about that one. Also, check out hornfm.com. You can win tickets to that Snoop Dogg Wiz Khalifa show out at Coda, Warren G, Too Short, Burner, all a part of it. The High School Reunion Tour 2023 with, spe- with special guest DJ Drama. The fact that there's something called the High School Reunion Tour that's got Snoop Dogg in it, that just makes me feel old. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel really old. So Snoop and Wiz, they're in like a movie together. Or it's kind of like a house party vibe. Okay. And Snoop's in high school, looking like Snoop now. And Wiz is in high school, and Wiz is like the nerd, and Snoop is like the cool kid. Hmm. I forgot what that movie's called. but like, Pretty recent? Not recent. Or, maybe like 10 years ago. Okay, a while ago. Yeah. But still, Snoop looked old as hell. It definitely looked like he should be in high school. Yeah, it doesn't sound like... Uh, Mac and Devin. Like... Some Mac and Devin, go back to high school. Something like that. Oh, okay. I got you. Speaking Wasn't of good. Speaking of house party vibes, did you ever see this new house party movie? No. Okay. I got it on DVR. I'm waiting. You're waiting? Yeah. You when might... I saw their trash in LeBron's house, that kind of turned me off. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Like, why LeBron's? Really? I get it. He's one of the... 
executive producers and stuff, but we couldn't find somebody else's house. By the way, earlier when you said you thought Luka Doncic might be the biggest crybaby in the NBA, someone did counter with LeBron. They're they're putting those two up against each other for the competition of who's the bigger baby when it comes to officiating calls. Ooh. Which one complains more, Luka or LeBron? I think we've seen so much of Bron. I know I've seen him do it for. I've seen him do it for twenty years. So (laughs) he's the first person that comes to my mind. But Luca's making a run, though. Luca's making the run. He really does complain about everything. And LeBron actually has skins on the wall. Luca, it's true. All NBA teams. That's cool and all. But once you get those rings, you can talk a little bit. Like there's a clip out there where Jordan's like, "Wizards, Jordan." By the way, he's uh-huh. talking to a ref. He's like, that's a bogus call. BS. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go gamble after this if you don't change that. And then the ref was like, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. I'll change it. I'll change it. And changes it. Mic'd up. Changes it. So let's everybody, bitch. Wow. Everybody did. Uh-huh. Even the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, is just who you like more. He didn't say he was going to go gamble, did he? No, but you okay. know he was thinking right. that. That was good. You know yeah. he was thinking. Go Anything ahead. that puts Jordan over the edge to gamble, <laughs> he'll take it. What? Uh, I don't have to deal with this. When the, when's the trash coming? Trash is coming 10 minutes late. I don't have to deal with this. I'm about to go play poker. Oh, that is fantastic. I'm about to go shoot dice with the homies. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we got Brandon Lang coming up at 205. We've heard the former coach perspective on the uh, Sweet 16. How about Brandon Lang and the wise guy perspective of uh, BrandonLang.com coming up at 205. He loves his college basketball. What does he think about Texas and Xavier and the other matchups? We will find out. Right now, let's get you a quick flex segment, schedules, visits, and a transfer to tell you about. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All righty, flxatx.com. Some football schedules are starting to come out right now. So if you're a fan of Lake Travis, that schedule is out. They will start on August 25th is going to be that first day. Everybody usually gets a scrimmage and then start right uh, right after that. August 25th, it is the Arlington-Martin game, which I know Lake Travis fans have gotten used to. Those two have matched up the last few years. Arlington-Martin is that one. And if you're looking for the Battle of the Lakes, Lake Travis gets to host it this season, and that is September 22nd. Not at the end of the year anymore. September 22nd for the Battle of the Lakes. If you are a Vandegrift Viper fan, obviously they made a hell of a run last year all the way to the state title game. They will start their season, Zay, August 25th at Drip. Ooh. How about that for a season opener? Nice. Vandergrift, remember, of course, last year, that was the discu- that was the big thing where they start the year at Vandergrift. Right. Ended up meeting in the playoffs. Vandergrift returns the favor. Uh, now they'll start at Drip. Also, just to mention another game, big local game for Vandergrift, the game at Round Rock is October the 12th. So if you want to go check those schedules out, go to Flex ATX on your social media. You will see those schedules retweeted there or uh, on your other social media. We've also got visits to talk about. Best to these young men getting getting the visits, figuring out where they're going to go. Fatou Makuba, one of the studs over at LBJ is going to head to Oklahoma State this weekend Nice for a visit. He is listed as an athlete right now. Definitely one of those guys. Small, fast uh, athlete. I'm interested to see 
Where will he translate for teams? How do you use Makuba at the next level if you're college teams? But he'll be visiting Oklahoma State. I'm assuming his offer list, Zay, is just going to continue to to develop. That's how it works. Yeah. He's like a Keelan Robinson type. Uh, Yeah. Maybe not quite that big. What does he – hang on. What did he list himself at? I was a little – it was a little. He was a little smaller than I thought he was. Where's that? There it is, right there. Uh, Makuba listed on his Twitter, five ten one sixty five. Okay. So I mean, Xavier Wordy ain't right that much yeah, heavy yeah. wise. But Keelan would be bigger than that, correct? A little bit, not much. Not much. Okay, not much. Uh, so yeah, listed here as a three star athlete uh, on the Twitter five ten one sixty five, and right at the top of his Twitter it says uncommitted prospect. I like that. He's uh, making sure everybody understands. We talked about him getting the uh, the attention from Texas State recently. He'll go to Oklahoma State this weekend. The other big ones, Zay, that you and Longhorn fans need to focus on, you need to send all your energy towards the Frazier family. Well, not the whole family, just Blake Frazier. Because the big dog offensive lineman from Vandegrift, we've talked about him. His dad went to Michigan. Last weekend, he went and hung out with Harbaugh. He put on the maize and blue and probably made his dad cry. But this weekend, he's coming to see you and Coach Flood. And he's got a picture here that Flex ATX retweeted of him and Coach Flood. He's got his arms folded. He's wearing your uniform. He's got the burnt orange on. That has to get you excited. Yeah, definitely. I know. Doesn't that feel better for him? You know, it doesn't have to go all the way up in that cold-ass winter that you be getting up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. going to be good weather this it's weekend. great weather this weekend. Come on now. You got to deal with all that. And things are on the up and up. Down here. And he's his own man. He's not his dad. His dad's his dad. I've I've met his dad. He's a nice guy. I'm sure his dad would tell me he 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 needs to go wherever he wants to go. Yeah. As long as Pops doesn't disown him, if he commits to Texas, we're good. No. We're good. His Pops would probably disown him if he puts on a helmet that's silver with some Buckeye stickers on it. Yeah. That's if, the only he t- to, if he went to Columbus, then, you know, I get it. Or or if he put that green helmet on with that Spartan head on the side. He might get mad at that one, too. Yeah, that ain't as bad. But that ain't I bet, as bad. I bet everywhere else, though, he's fine. I bet everywhere else he'd be okay. Uh, but best of luck and uh, all the best to Blake Frazier, to Fatu Makuba, and all those guys that are making visits and part of the big junior we- uh, junior day weekends and uh, and visits going on right now. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for all of that. Uh, also, Zay, there's a transfer on the basketball side that you noted uh, for Flex. That's right. Shout out to my man Bowie alum Colton Benson, who was at Army West Point. His coach left, so now he'll be transferring to Texas State, and will become a Bobcat. So shout out to Colton. That's big for him. He's a hell of a player, big-time shooter in the Patriot League. Check this out, Chad. His last game against the first-round matchup that the Texas Longhorns had, Colgate, yep. he dropped 24 points on them. Is that right? So Colgate's pretty good team. Okay. We saw that. Yeah, you told me about him. He had multiple 20-point games against Colgate. Now, nice. Army didn't beat them once out of the three times they played them, but multiple 20-point games against the best team in that Patriot League, he could play. And then coming back home, Texas State, I know he loves that. I know his mom, who is the head uh, women's coach at Westlake High School, Vicki Benson, I know she loves that too. Okay. So, yeah, big for Colton. Dropping 50 for my dad. Like, look, Dang. if you dropping 50 for CeCe, 50. 
Like, CC, we going to pass the ball around and get the best shot possible. Uh-huh. Like, I averaged a smooth six my whole career <laughs> under my father. Uh-huh. And I'm his son. He should be trying to give me looks any chance he got. It wasn't like that. So what So what happened tonight? Colton put in 50. Your dad just kept saying, we want to find the best pass to him. Oh, CC adapted. Pass it to him. He adapted. Once Steph Curry went big and stuff, he realized, you know what? Maybe taking more threes for certain guys. That does work. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, congrats to Colton Benson, headed to Texas State. The only bad news is he's got to go to, you know, hang in San Marcos, ugly campus. I hear the girls are ugly down there. Yeah, they don't, terrible. Just, yeah, they don't just go to Swell Park for no reason. Then. Just, uh, I mean, the weather, I don't think it's, yeah. I mean, jeez. Not the best party town either. It's square. I heard it's not that popping. Tell you what, weather to weather, going from Army to here. Right. To this area. Woo. Especially the... This time of year? Yeah, when that alarm goes Good. off and it ain't for boot camp, yeah, that's that, a different feeling. Well, that too. Yeah, that's a whole nother deal. That's a different feeling. Now, salute to everybody that of course. goes through that, you know. But still, that's for an athlete, that's tough. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Colton Benson headed to Texas State. We'll keep our eyes on him. That flex segment hits you every day at 1.30. Remember to check out flxatx.com for the very latest. And remember the Wednesday night flex show was last night at 7, which included the interview with Bryce Hager. Check out the podcast page for that, hornfm.com. A lot of stuff going on in the flex world also. Where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. Then Brandon Lang comes up at 2.05. We'll get his Thoughts on the Sweet 16. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Control. Thursday, getting ready for the Sweet 16, and sometimes there's just nothing sweeter than the voice of Dave Mustaine, Megadeth, and this would be, let's see, this is Symphony of Destruction, right? Yep. There you go. Album cover, looks like a sickly old man, anorexic dude in a diaper, looks like he's in the pen, and he's screaming. Yeah, he's not happy. He's not happy at all. It's not good news. It's not good news. I wonder if I should get you to listen to a Megadeth record. This would be the one to listen to. Why is he floating in a diaper, though? Countdown to Extinction would be the Megadeth album I would have you listen to to probably get you started. It's all symbolism. It's all heavy, heavy symbolism. Yeah, metal album covers are fascinating to me, <laughs> man. There's, wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot going on there. Megadeth, Paul Simon, Don Henley, and Foreigner. That should have been an 80s festival. That would have been good. Although the fans probably would have been confused when Megadeth hit the stage. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Thursday. Remember, Michigan State, K-State starts it tonight. Then the Arkansas-UConn game about an hour uh, after that. FAU Tennessee the night of on the night session and the last one is Gonzaga UCLA the bottom of your bracket will get figured out tonight at least we'll get figured out to the round of 8 it's all on TBS and CBS also we've got match play going on i see Jordan Spieth one up through 12 in his match Ricky Fowler is looks like he is one up 
through 14, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, Tony Finau got a win today, 4-3, and three, as action continues out at Austin Country Club. Check out the Horn social media. We got a couple guys out there, our man Cameron and uh, Jacob out there getting some content. Also, Sandwed Stew is out there getting some cool stuff, so check that out. Also, shout out to our guy Rodney Rodriguez of Revved Up ATX. He'll have the normal show of Revved Up ATX 11-12 to 12 on Saturday like you're used to and it'll be live from coda as they're getting ready for nascar stuff then sunday going to get you a special two hour preview extra gearhead talk 12 to 2 so once wags is done with the wagner wire at 12 we'll get back out to coda rodney rodriguez and uh i am told that speedway stew may be out there it's sandwich stew and speedway stew he's going to try to figure out both of them because he's stew uh he'll be out there as well so shout out to those guys 12 to 2 little extra nascar talk as they are headed to coda There's a lot going on this weekend my goodness yeah then some uh, man all right so coming up always a lot going on when we talk to brandon lang we'll get brandon's thoughts on the tournament he was leaning a little more towards that Drake side than the Miami side. So now that they're out, let's see what he likes. Uh, does he like the Hurricanes? Does he like Creighton like some others do? What does he think about Texas? The Houston situation with Sasser? It feels like everybody's now buying back in to Houston as a number one seed, Zay. Is that fair? Like Everybody now feels like whatever they got Sasser dealt with, he's good and, and they're all full speed ahead. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, it's always been Marcus Sasser's health ever since we saw the AAC championship where they lost to Memphis by 10 points and Marcus Sasser went out that game for groin injury. You just never knew. And plus, they haven't been tested like some of these other teams that are currently in the Sweet 16. Even though they've been around number one, number two, number three in the AP polls all season long, they haven't had those quad one victories like a Texas has, like a Tennessee has, etc. So looking at them now... For Kelvin Sampson, they're getting hot at the right time, which you have to do. I mean, Mark, the lefty for a wing, he looks like an NBA prospect. Super athletic, hits the open shot when it's kicked to him. Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser, they make the right moves. And then you got guys like Chaney and Walker for your bigs. That are, they're just so damn physical. It's going to be tough for Miami tonight, but I like Pack, former Kansas State Wildcat, and I like Isaiah Wong. They're going to give them everything they can handle. But, yeah, I like the Cougars tonight to win it yeah. no matter what. Houston and Miami, that'll be tomorrow. Before Texas. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow night. Uh, tonight you got the whole bottom side of your bracket getting taken care of in the Sweet 16. All right. Uh, we'll get Brandon Lang coming up with more basketball talk right now. Let's see if it's basketball or something else. Where are we at in society with Zay? Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to hit uh, Twitter here or yeah, what? Yeah, go to Twitter. It's All right. basketball kind of. Okay. After 20 years, Slam Ball is coming back. Uh oh. With a six week regular season and a one week playoff in Vegas in July, Slam Ball, the basketball game where you could jump off trampolines and fly like 15 feet in the sky uh-huh. and dunk on fools, <laughs> is making a comeback. And it's kind of like NBA Jam, too, because you could just be dribbling along the, um, up the court and somebody could just come and. Just I was going to say check you into the wall hockey style. Right, I was going to say the other part of slam ball, the reason they call it slam ball in addition to the all the slams that are created from the the trampolines is that you can just go crush somebody. Yeah. 
anytime you want. Yeah, this should be right up Tom McKay's alley. Somebody <laughs> like that. Like, this really, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like guys you... just killing each other on the court. You could get dunked on. Anything could happen. You might break an arm or something, but wow. that's why it's only six weeks. Okay, did you watch 20 years ago? I did. Yeah. Loved it. Now, Absolutely you, loved so it. So you would have been like 10, 12. 10, 12? Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect <laughs> age. See, that's where I was when the USFL hit. So I fall in love, man. It was like, oh, my God, there's more football. This is great. So I can see how you would get into that, especially at age 12. So you're in in July. I'm completely in. What is it that – what do you remember loving about it as a kid? And then now what do you think you're going to like about it? Oh, What's just... going to keep you interested? Just guys getting dunked on, okay. seeing guys jumping literally over the backboard and dunking on guys. It's something fascinating about it. Now, do we have – I'm assuming there – I saw a couple little clips of the, the video that you put out. There are moments where there is, like, a block, too. Are those exciting to you as yes. well, or is it just yeah. the dunks? Yeah, the blocks are great. Okay. Any type of impact at the rim – I'll take all of it. Because I just retweeted this, and uh, Zay's thrown it out there. He's at ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings 1049. Let us know if you're interested in Slam Ball. I'll watch a little bit. I'll check it out. You know I'm all about some physicality in, in sports. I'm good. I like watching the fights and stuff like that. I'll watch a little pro wrestling as an adult. So I will definitely check some of this out. And I will tell you, if I'm ever at a basketball game and the halftime entertainment is the – you know, trampoline dunking stuff. I love it. Love it. Whatever version of it they want to give you. See, when I watch that, I'm just trying to see something crazy happen. Like, does somebody get stuck in the hoop? Because, you know, they jump. Sometimes, uh, if yeah. you're skinny enough, they'll jump through the hoop. Yeah. I'm I know, looking it's for great. somebody being a little husky, uh, see if they could do that. But then we might have some like Darwin Ham, Texas Tech issues, and we don't want to deal with that. You want to that takes up too much time. You can't be breaking the rim, you know, during timeouts and stuff. That's not a good look. I was gonna say, do you want? Are you the one that wants to see like somebody take a you know a chin on the rim kind of a thing? Yeah, like, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I need some intensity. Bust some teeth out. Uh, no, on that. The rim? you don't need to go to the dentist the next day, but okay. just a little shot. You okay, know. all right. Let me know it's real. Let me know. Let you know it's not scripted. Yeah, no, it's not scripted stuff, you know? Uh, Yo, slam ball. Now, at this point, with slam ball, do you think the NBA, Adam Silver, somebody like these GMs will see one of these guys go crazy? Somebody drops 60 in a slam ball game, might get a 10-day contract, might get a look? Or no, we're we not there yet. Ooh. Wow, that's a great question. Well, I mean, you tell me you've watched more than I have. Does any of it translate for you? No. Like, is there any skill? There's skill to it, certainly. Is there any skill where you've thought to yourself, oh, that that could be NBA? Now take it to the association? Absolutely not. No, okay. Yeah. It, it feels that way to me. It feels it's, – it's a freakish version. I mean, that's fine. But, yeah, it's like – to me, that's like saying, does anybody from Dude Perfect make you think they could go to the NBA? Well, No. That's a specialized thing. <laughs> the guys that like shoot the ball from yeah, the roof and stuff. It's entertaining. Right. And the ball goes into basket, yes, but that doesn't really tell me anything about their NBA prospects. Because we don't have a roof out there on, you know, we don't have a roof indoors that they're bouncing the ball off of. Now, I know current NBA players, like think of Boban and this. Boban would be so dominant. Oh, my God. So a guy that's already like a yeah, seven somebody footer, like already a seven to, foot, yeah, somebody like that, but. dude. You'd have to give them at least a six month training session on those trampolines. They would kill themselves. They'd be flying through the backboard. 
See, I ain't got no kids, but if I ever, you know, babysit my nieces or something, I'm taking them to one of these trampoline things. I've never been. And yep. they always look fun as We've hell. We've taken my daughter to one, and thankfully I did not come out of it with, like, pulled hamstrings and ripped up knees. <laughs> the people that are really good at it, they're incredible to watch. That's right? what That's what I started doing. We've probably taken her a handful of times, birthday parties and stuff, and then just sometimes on our own. But just to sit and watch some really athletic gymnastics types type of folks that understand all that body movement and then to watch them. Everybody gets out of the way and they're just going trampoline to trampoline to tra- and they're flipping and turning and everything. It's incredible. Yeah. And you, you, gotta, got, you gotta be athletic. You got some tilted up like towards the wall so you're bouncing off of that at an angle. Yeah. yeah you can't just get no random dudes off the street and go throw them in the slam ball. You, you, you gotta be some right. athletic. Some type of athlete. You know who would have been great at slam ball in his prime? Maybe even now. Dave Batista. Absolutely. I need Batista to play slam ball one time. Yeah. Let's just see what that looks like. Yeah. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> how athletic he was. How, oh, bou- how right. bouncy he was. You're right. That would have been good. RVD would have been the man. I've never thought of that. The highest flying professional wrestlers playing slam. RVD, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio yeah. Jr., Chris Jericho. Athlete. All Randy Savage. Coming off the off the turnbuckle, yeah, it's good Shane call. McMahon. Well, yes, well, of course, Shano. Now, Shane, come the money. Now, now, let's be honest. Shane would figure out a way for them to shoot him out of a cannon <laughs> from the top of the building and still onto the trampoline. Shane McMahon, greatest pay per view professional wrestling performer ever. That's not a wrestler. I'm ever. with you. There's nobody close. I'm with you. Shane is an absolute I monster. I love Shane McMahon. How he used to come out to the arena, like dancing, swinging his unk on the money. Oh. Weird stuff. Oh, he was great. I know he made Pops proud. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, that's where we are in society today. It doesn't always end up in a wrestling conversation, but sometimes it does, and it makes us smile. Uh, speaking of making us smile, up next, Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. What does he think of the Sweet 16? Does he like the Longhorns to get to H-Town? We will find out on the Horn.